0: Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. Welcome to Seek with Abandon, the live version. (laughs) So uh, the reason why I'm not here with my faithful companion, partner, however you want to Uh, describe her Melissa is because we tried twice doing this podcast and the Satan just fought us the whole way. So I told her uh, we, we were, we tried to record it once, forgot to hit record, did it a second time. And the audio was really, super bad. I don't know how great it is right now, but I figured I'll go ahead and do it. She was okay with it because she had other things she had to do. So I figured I'd just come on down here, do it, and we'll load up the audio to um, our podcast people and you guys get to see me live. So not that that's a great thing, but hey, here I am. (laughs) <laughs> so as promised we are talking about fasting what does fasting look like in scripture what is it how's it go that kind of thing uh, so if you've ever wondered about fasting fasting is a way to um, you stop eating food or drink or you do, could do a partial fast and we'll talk about that Um, And you seek the Lord for a particular thing or for protection or for deliverance or just to get closer to him. Uh, For any situation, fasting is a wonderful, such a great part of being a Christian. And I don't do it often enough. And I'm sure that there are many Christians out there who are not super super Christian. And so they haven't done it. As much as they think they probably should, so let's go ahead into fasting um, by going to Daniel Daniel one through eight at, or Daniel one eight through fourteen. So this is where the uh, prince of the eunuchs wants to give the king's meat to uh, Shet or to Daniel and Hananiah. Michelle and Azariah, which later are called by the king, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so he wants to feed the king's meat, which has been sacrificed to their little g-gods, little g. And uh, Daniel and his partners are saying, no, we're not going to do that. And so the prince of the eunuchs, who... Daniel got really close to, said, you know, if I do this and I just feed you pulse, which is anything from a seed, which is like fruits and vegetables, if I feed you pulse and you look worse than these other guys do, the king's going to have my head. Well, bottom line is he went ahead and let him do it and they looked wonderful, great, didn't look like they weren't eating or anything like that. So, that gives us an idea of a fast is from food, okay? Now, for those of you who are diabetic or have some health issues, a Daniel Fast would be perfect for you to go on. It pretty much is fasting meat and meat byproducts. So, if you're vegetarian or vegan, you already do this, so you may want to choose to do some other kind of fast like fasting a meal or fasting a day, that kind of thing. But someone who needs to eat because of medication they take or just because they're diabetic and need to eat, the Daniel fast is fantastic for that. So um, look that up. Read Daniel 1, 8 through 14. Look up the word pulse. What is pulse? What does that mean? And more or less, it does mean... Fruits and vegetables, but for your own study, we always recommend that you look at it for yourself. So let's go to Matthew four, one through four. So uh, give me just a minute to get there. Then when Jesus led up of the was led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, and when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward a hungered, and when the tempter the tempter being satan came to him he said if thou be the son of god command these stones to be made bread but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of god so he what does the tempter do the tempter comes with the first thing that he thinks might work and that is here's some food you haven't ate for 40 days and 40 nights and of course, Jesus comes back. Should we should always come back with scripture? What saith the Lord? And he came back with saying that you don't live by every by bread alone, but every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. So then we can go to Esther. Esther's another example of food and drink as the way to Fast and most that you'll ever look in scripture, I've never seen it any other way, and that is to fast food or drink. If you know of any other way, then that is in scripture, please let me know. But that is all that I've ever known. So let's see, gotta hit go on that. (laughs) Okay, so this is just to let you know, um, Haman once does hates the Jews, hates Mordecai, and wants to see him dead along with all the rest of the Jews. And Mordecai lets Esther know Mordecai is her uncle and she lets Esther, the queen, know that this is happening. Esther is also Jewish, but the king doesn't know that. And So she pretty much, I mean, she's kind of scared because, let me tell you, you're not allowed to go to the king unless you're summoned or you ask for special permission, they give it to you, that kind of thing. You you just can't walk into the king's chamber and say, hey, I want to talk to you. You have to be summoned or you off with your head. So she decides, she says, uh, so in Esther 4, and we'll just do one, we'll just do, uh, let's see, 16, we'll do 15 and 16. Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go, and this is when she found out about it. Mordecai said, hey, just because you're in the castle doesn't mean that you won't get killed either. And so she, of course, not doing it just for herself, but for her people. She goes, she tells him to go and gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day I also and my handmaidens will fast likewise and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law, again you couldn't just walk in there and if I perish, I perish so she, as you see says neither eat nor drink So part of it is not eating or drinking. But the other part is why, you know, why do we do fasting like this? Like, what's the deal with it, you know? Um, What's the point in fasting? And so there are, let me just tell you, there are so many Christian people who have fasted for a particular thing, And they can tell you just how much that has helped them, that God has led them through it. God has given them protection through it. God has given them peace through it. And it's that idea of denying yourself, which in this case you'll be not denying food or drink, denying yourself, taking up your cross, and following Jesus, and following Him, and wherever He leads you, after enduring your fast. Now, let me tell you this: If you are married, you should tell your husband or your wife that you are fasting. But you don't go around. You don't go around with the sad countenance. You uh, don't go around telling everybody you're fasting. The only people you should tell is your husband and if it's a corporate fast meaning the whole church is fasting of course you could speak about it amongst each other but this fasting is all about seeking the lord getting closer to him and getting close enough to him that you can hear that still small voice and helping you through a situation a decision uh, another person's situation that you love and care about a revival that's coming up one of your friends is lost and you would love to see them saved you can fast for that I mean there are so many things that you could fast for let's go to um, Isaiah 58 12 so no it's 58 5 through 12 and I'm going to use the amplified Bible for this um, we I normally use this the King James Version so does Melissa But sometimes I'll go to the Amplified just to get a broader version of that. And Melissa looked over the Amplified against the King James and found it to be quite the same, just a more explanatory version. So again, uh, if you use the NIV or any of those, just still follow along. I just always recommend the King James version. It's the gold standard to me, but that's me. So you do what Lord is leading you to do. I always recommend a word for word translation. So if you aren't, if you're doing a phrase by phrase or a paraphrase version, I just think that it's, there's too much, there's too much room for error and stuff like that anytime that you're translating from another language, but I believe that a word for word translation is the closest to God's words you can get. And the King James version is that. So let me go on. It's Isaiah 58, five through 12. And it says, is such a fast as yours, what I have chosen a day for a man to humble himself with sorrow in his soul. Is true fasting merely mechanical? Is it only to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him to indicate the condition of his heart that he does not have? Will you call this fast as an acceptable day to the Lord? So he's saying to them, you know, is a fast just you putting your head down in sorrow, you being in sack? And ashes. Is that all a fast is? He says rather is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and that you break every enslaving yoke. So he's saying that it's not the mechanical part of the fast that's important. But what's important is breaking the bonds of whatever you are dealing with. Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, that you cover him and that you hide not yourself from the needs of your own flesh and blood. So it's saying, you know, these are things that you should be doing. Then shall your light break forth like the morning and your healing Your restoration and the power of a new life shall spring forth speedily. Your righteousness um, shall go before you, conducting you to peace and and the joy, glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. So he's saying all this stuff that you're going to do or when you do this fast and you do it in the right heart with the right intention. That these things will happen because bottom line, it's to break the bonds, to break the bonds of whatever it is that you're dealing with. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will hear. Uh, if you take away your midst yokes of oppression, wherever you find them, the finger pointed in scorn towards the oppressed or the godly and every form of false harsh unjust and wicked speaking and if you pour out that with which you sustain your own life for the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted then shall your light rise in the darkness and your obscurity and gloom becomes like the noonday and the lord shall guide you continually and satisfy you in dry places and make strong your bones and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose water fail not. So in other words, if you want those bonds broken, fasting and prayer and seeking the Lord with your whole heart is the way to go. For protection, Ezra 8, 21 and 23 is a really good one. So let's go there. And so 21... Through 23 says and this is for protection he says then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava that we might afflict ourselves before our God to seek of him a right way for us and for our little ones and for all of our substance and I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way Because he had, we had spoken unto the king saying, the hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him, but his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him. So we fasted and besought our God for this and he was entreated of us. So I'm telling you, you want to fast for all kinds of things, but protection is one of them. And then for deliverance, you want to go to 2 Chronicles 21 through 22. And I'll give you just a brief little tidbit about that. Okay. Yes. So he needed to fight. He had to come up against the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and the Ammonites. They were coming against Jehoshaphat. And so he sought the Lord. And he said in, um, in 3, 20, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast through all Judah. So right there he's saying, I need I need the Lord. I need every bit of what he needs to give us. And we need to fast and we need to pray. And he did that corporately with all the of uh, God's children. And so he's going through that. Apparently they tried to fight them before, but God said no. And so as it comes, it says that now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. O oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. So, in other words, we're seeking out you. We don't know what to do, but you do. And that's where we're going. We're fasting, we're praying. And <clears throat> They all stood before the Lord, their little ones, their wives and their children. You know, he goes on and then he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And so God speaks through um, the Spirit of the Lord comes in the midst of the congregation and speaks. And this is what um, he said. And then he goes on and tells them to go down, where to go. And it says, Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord will be with you. And then Jehoshaphat has the singers just start singing and worshiping the Lord. And um, as they went, let's see, and let me get to that point for the children of Amon and Moad stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end, of the inhabitants of Seir, every one helped to destroy another. And when Judah came towards the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked into the multitude and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth and none escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance, both riches and with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil. And it was so much. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the Valley of Berach Barach, I think that's what it says. And for there, they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the same place was called the Valley of Barach. unto this day. And so, in other words, God, took care of them like took care of the they fought amongst themselves and all that Israel had to do was just go get the spoils of war and there you go so by seeking God's protection and deliverance he he sought their deliverance they were delivered because they fast, they pray they go to the Lord about these things this is what's important is the fasting is about letting go of your bodily needs to fill yourself spiritually. So now when I'm fasting, I may not be eating actual food, but I am eating from the Lord's table. And I will get much more from that than I ever will from what I could put in my mouth. So I I guess... Bottom line is I'm encouraging you guys today to make fasting part of, part of your life, part of your Christian walk. Don't make it mechanical. Don't make it ritualistic. Make it when it's something that you are really seeking, whether it's God's guidance, wisdom, that kind of thing, and come at it with your whole heart. Not, looking at the clock, wondering when it's going to be, whatever time that you've decided to break your fast, but rather seeking the Lord in all the things. All right, guys, I'm going to end this now. Thank you so much for listening. And if you are coming into the live and you haven't said anything, so I've not seen any comments. If you have made some comments, I'm sorry that I missed them. I'll go back and look at them. Um, If you have any comments and it's not live, you could still make comments. We'll still see them. Would love to know what your thoughts are and how uh, fasting has helped you. Any testimonials about I fasted and prayed about this and this is what happened. We would love to hear it. And in the meantime, if you could follow our page Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, uh, Facebook, of course. And also, if you can get our podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, on Pandora, on Amazon Music. So uh, definitely follow us in those places. The more that you follow us, the more others will hear us. And that's what we truly want. We would want God's word to be spread um, as far and wide as it could be spread. And so if you could do that for us, we would greatly appreciate it. Again, Melissa is very sorry that she can't make it. She tried. We tried this very one. I don't know how many times. (laughs) And it's just we've just been having a battle. But here it is got it out there and I'm so glad about that but we will have Melissa on our next podcast in the meantime my name is Candy and that used to be Melissa over there but she's not there right now but my name is Candy so thank you so much for joining us for Seek With Abandon. have a wonderful wonderful Sunday bye